Now, as Brenda said, we're going to be going to uh, Samoa here, actually flying out of Hawaii on the 8th, and we're going to be doing a series of meetings there. Uh, I'm going to be teaching on Mountain Moving Faith, and Brenda's going to be doing a series called Spirit-Led Life. And so we're really looking forward to that. But I'm going to start teaching and preaching along the lines of Mountain Moving Faith right here, right now. You know, years ago, back in 1982, our first Sunday here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center was July 4th, 1982. I'm thankful for what God has done. And uh, the first series that I preached and that Brenda and I preached at the church was called Ingredients for a Supernatural Church. You know what a supernatural church is, don't you? It's His super (laughs) coming on our natural Enabling us to do exploits, glory to God, and see the supernatural power of God manifest in our midst. It has always been our heart, it has always been our desire to have a supernatural church. And you know, one of the ingredients of a supernatural church is prayer. Prayer has got to be the backbone of any ministry. And throughout the years, we have had prayer And we have seen God do some awesome things. One person said it like this way, that prayer paves the way for the impossible to become possible. Amen. And so any church, I believe, that's going to accomplish anything for the kingdom of God must have a spirit of prayer. Prayer must be at a high premium in any church. And so... As time has gone on, we've seen the spirit of prayer develop and function and flow just wonderfully. One of the other ingredients of a supernatural church is unity. Unity. It's so important that we have unity. That we all be in one accord. And that we have no spirit of division among us. But that we all, praise God, come together, lift up holy hands in the name of Jesus, centered around a God-ordained vision, and do our very best to accomplish what God's put in our heart to do. Right. Unity is so very, very important. You know, the Bible says that God blesses the people of God in the midst of unity. Amen? Then another ingredient for a supernatural church is you've got to have the gifts and the move of the Holy Ghost. I said, you need to have the gifts and the move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I believe that we have that here. But I believe that we're going to see that increase in years ahead. I believe that the tangible anointing and the tangible glory of God is going to be so strong on us individually and on us corporately as a church that when people walk into this place, they're going to sense God. They're going to feel God. And their bodies are going to be touched. Their lives are going to be changed. I believe that even people that come in here that have deranged minds, I believe that God is going to cause His presence to come upon them in such a way that they're going to be in their right mind. The oppressed are going to be free. The depressed and the downtrodden are going to be lifted up. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. The ingredients for a supernatural church, folks, we must have a move of the Holy Spirit. We must have the fire of God. We must have Holy Ghost baptized believers in the body of Christ to proclaim the goodness of God and to speak forth the wonders of God. Amen? You know, that's how the church started. Not this church, but that's how the 
the age of the church, the age of grace started. It started on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says they were all in one accord in what place? Notice with me, they were in one accord. No, they weren't in a Honda accord. They were in unity. And they were waiting for the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. Which said he, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And when the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you won't necessarily go witnessing. You may do that, but you will flat just be a witness. Everywhere you go, in the city, in the field. Hallelujah. On the job and in the marketplace, you will be a witness. Amen. You know what a witness does? A witness is one who gives proof to the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. So we're looking for a church full of holy fire baptized, Holy Ghost filled believers. Amen. Who will rise up in this day and this hour in glory and power and do the works of Jesus and greater works. Amen. I believe it with all my heart. So that was the very, some of those things were the very foundation, praise the Lord, of this local church. But I believe that in this day, in this hour, it's building. Amen. It's increasing. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say increase. increase. Another ingredient for a supernatural church is we need to have strong praise and strong worship. We've got excellent praise and excellent worship. But you know what? We're about to go up to another level. I said, we're about to go up to another level. Amen. Where the goodness of God and the glory of God is going to be in manifestation in our praise services. Amen. And so what we need to do as a church is we need not get nervous in the service. Not Look at your neighbor and say, not nervous in the service. You know, no preacher in his right mind will keep people till one, two o'clock. Are you listening to me? But you know, when God is in the midst of a people, what difference does it make? I lost some of you right there now. No preacher in his right mind is just going to belabor the point and preach and scold and judge people while he's preaching. He'll lose people like that. But I tell you, we got to be prepared to have church. I'm going to try this side over here. We got to be prepared to have some chach up in here. All right. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So strong praise, strong worship. Amen. I got my praise on before I came to church. I don't know about you, but I was worshiping God about six, seven in the morning. Amen. And so praise and worship. God is a spirit. And they that worship him. How should they worship him? In mumbling and in grumbling. Bless God, it's 12 o'clock and he even started his message. It's not 12, by the way. No, God's a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And so those are some of the ingredients of a supernatural church. And another real strong ingredient of a supernatural church is faith. And I want to talk to you a while about that today. So turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. And let's look at verse 3. Romans the 12th chapter. And notice with me in verse 3. Amen. 
You know, this has got to be good today. Because God's word is always good. Hallelujah. Open our ears, Lord. We open our eyes to see the truth of God's word. Amen. Romans, the 12th chapter. Notice with me, he says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you. Now, Paul was addressing the church at Rome, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man, what? So every man, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, so he's writing to the Christians in Rome, he says, every one of you have been dealt the measure of faith. Well, you know what? What belongs to the church at Rome belongs to the church of the Bay Area. So church of the Bay Area, God has dealt to you, every one of you, the measure of faith. You and I have a measure of mountain moving faith on the inside of us. Oh man, I got to try this side again. You and I have a measure of mountain moving faith on the inside of it. What kind of faith? What kind of faith? Are there some mountains that need to be moved out of our lives? Are there some mountains looming in our way that need to get out of our way? Amen. You move mountains with faith-filled words. You see, you are either talking to your mountain, speaking to your mountain, or your mountain is talking to you. There are some mountains that need to be removed today. Mountains of discouragement. Mountains of sickness and disease. Mountains of depression. And you have been given the measure of mountain moving faith. Faith is a gift. It's something that you already have. It's not something that we need to beg God for. Now our faith can grow and our faith can be developed. But mark it down, dear friend. You have it on the inside of you. I'm not praying for more faith. I'm using the faith that I have and developing in this faith. And as a result, we are exceedingly growing stronger in faith day by day. Day by day. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. I have a measure of mountain moving faith. You have a measure of mountain moving faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Notice what this says. It says, we having the same, what? The same spirit of faith. What does that mean? The same spirit of faith as who? You have the same spirit of faith that Jesus had. You have the same spirit of faith that David had. Know this, that David was a man of faith. 
David faced a huge giant by the name of Goliath. And Goliath disdained the children of Israel day after day after day after day. His brother's knees were knocking. They were scared and they were afraid of this big, huge giant named Goliath. But David had another spirit about him. David had the spirit of faith. He refused to look at the size of the giant. He kept his eyes on the side of his size of his God. He was not a Philistine. He was a child of God. He was from the covenant of a covenant keeping God. And he said, who are you, big boy? That you would defy the armies of the living God. And then David said, look. I slew this bear, I slew this lion, and this great big Philistine is going to be just like one of them. And Saul tried to put his armor on him. David said, I've not proved this armor. And David picked up his slingshot with five smooth stones. You see, David was a man of faith. He had the spirit of faith. And he didn't run from the giant. We're not to run from the giants of life. We're not to run from the mountains of life. But David ran toward the giant. And he says, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do to you today, big boy. I'm going to bring you down and I'm going to feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. Woo, glory to God. And the Goliath giant fell. Just like your mountains will fall. If you will face them with the spirit of faith. We having, the Bible says, the same spirit of faith. What do you mean the same spirit? Well, the same spirit of faith that Shadrach, Meshach, and Tibet we go had. Same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith that would not compromise. The same spirit of faith that said, you know what? We're going to serve our God with all of our might and we're not going to back down from you, King. No matter what you may do or may not do, we're going to serve God anyway all day. Hallelujah. They had the spirit of faith. The Bible says that they threw them into the burning, fiery furnace. The king heated it up seven times hotter. And they went in there bound into the burning, fiery furnace. But oh, glory to God, there was a fourth man that showed up on the scene. That fourth man is your elder brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the king was astonished. The king was astonished because there was not even the smell of smoke or not any hurt. Woo, glory to God, that came upon them. It was a witness. It was a testimony to the God of the universe. It was a testimony that these people had the spirit of faith. And I'm telling you, the same spirit of faith is in you. If you will live an uncompromisingly life, Yes, the test may look hot. Yes, the trials may come. But oh, glory to God. If you'll serve God anyhow, you will see that in this life, you'll come through every test. You'll come through every trial shining because God has given you faith that is the victory that overcomes the world. So you've got it. 
The question I have for you is, what are you doing with it? We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I have believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. So let's define what this mountain moving faith is today. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews the 11th chapter and let's look at verse 1. Hebrews the 11th chapter verse 1 says, Now faith is. It is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Let me read to you a few more translations. Moffat says, Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, and we are convinced of what we do not see. Another translation says this, that faith is giving substance to things hoped for. Still another translation says, faith is the warranty deed, the thing for which we have finally hoped for is at last ours. Here, God is telling us what faith is. Notice with me the first three words of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. He said, now faith is. Now, when we're looking at the word faith, we could replace the word faith with the word of God is, or now trust is, or now having a full persuasion As a result of the word of God in our lives, now trust is. Now faith is. Now this tells you and I that faith has a time. Faith has a time. No matter how you say it, you could say it, faith is now. Or now faith is. Or you could say, faith is. So faith has a time. And the time of faith is always now. Faith is present tense. Faith is always now. If it's not now, it ain't faith. For example, people say, well, I know that God is going to meet my need. And that's wonderful and that's great. But the Bible says that God in fact, has already met your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Probably a better illustration would be this. People put their healing off into the future. Amen. And they say, well, I just know that someday when God's in a real good mood, I know that someday in his time, God is going to heal me. And that is putting healing off to a future time. Amen? And I believe that the best verse of Scripture that shows you that your healing is already a past tense reality is found in 1 Peter 2.24. Now in 1 Peter 2.24, notice with me, it says this, Who his own self bore our sins in his own body. Aren't you glad he died for your sins? That we being dead to sins should live unto what? 
In other words, because we have been delivered from the power of darkness, translated into the kingdom of His dear Son, we should be living with our foot on top of sin. That won't cost you anything extra. But notice with me, it says, by whose stripes you were what? You were healed. I like what Fred Price says. He says, if you were healed, you are healed. And if you are healed, you is healed. Amen. So if you want to stay in the arena of faith, even though your body may be full of sickness and disease, even though you may have had a terrible report from a doctor, you need to go to Isaiah 53, 1, which says, whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord says, by his stripes, ye were healed. So call your body healed when it still looks like it's sick. Call your mind clear when it still is full of fear. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were until they are. Amen. So say it with me. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And there are people that will contend with you. And they will say, how can I say I'm healed when I know I'm not? You can say it based on the fact that God said it. Well, pastor, if I said I was healed and I wasn't healed, I'd be lying. I beg your pardon. You are never lying saying what God said about you. You are never lying when you quote the scriptures that God says concerning your life. Somebody says, well, now, Pastor Mark, that just doesn't make sense. You're right. It's not making sense because it's not sense. It's faith. Faith is faith and sense is sense. And now faith is. So say this with me. Faith is now. It's always now. Now, secondly, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says that now faith is, it is the substance of things, what? Hope for. Now, let's look at that word substance for a moment. Substance. Something that has substance has a foundation. Something that has substance is firm. The kind of hope that the Bible talks about in Hebrews 11.1 1, is not the hope of wishful thinking. Amen. It's not the hope where you say, well, I sure hope so. No. The Bible, when it talks about godly hope, hope in God and hope according to the scriptures is having a confident, favorable expectation. Amen. Not, well, you know, I, I sure hope things go right, and I sure hope things go this way. That's natural hope. Amen. And natural hope is okay, but you got to keep natural hope in its place. We're talking about biblical hope. We're talking about having an outstretched neck. We're talking about having a confident, favorable expectation based on the truth of God's word. We could say it this way, that faith is the firm foundation of things expected. 
If I'm really in faith, and if we are really operating in the God kind of faith, we must also be in expectation. Real faith is the foundation that expectation stands on. If I'm in faith, and if you are in faith, which is being persuaded of something, I'm in expectation, expecting it to happen. In other words, I'm expecting something good because I'm persuaded that something is true. I'm expecting something good to happen because I have confidence and trust in my God and His Word and my neck is outstretched. It may not have manifested yet, but just hide and watch. It's on its way. I got it now by faith in my spirit and it won't be long before it's knocking on my door. And not only that, but I'm excited about it. And I'm joyful about it. It's not one of these, yeah, I'm expecting something good to happen because I'm standing on the word. That won't get it. Cheer up. Brighten up. Let me show you what I mean. Turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 13 in the Amplified Version. So faith then is the foundation of something that I expect. It's giving substance to things hoped for. It's giving substance to things that I'm expecting to happen because I'm fully persuaded that God is not a man that he should lie, that God is true, and I will stand on his word forever. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now notice with me, in Romans 15, verse 13, he says, Now may the God of hope so fill you with all joy... And peace in what? Now here are a couple of real strong indicators of whether or not we're really believing God. Because faith, friends, always has peace to go with it. The scripture says that when we really believe, we enter into rest. Which means we're not worrying about it. I mean, it may look really bad in the natural realm. It may seem like it'll never come to pass, but there is a rest and there is a peace. And then another good indicator of whether or not we're really believing God is, is there joy in our lives? Are we walking around all sourpussed? Yeah, I'm expecting, brother, bless God. You know, it's just kind of like a, a struggle. No. When we are operating in this God kind of faith, based on the Word of God, with a strong foundation and a strong substance of expecting something good to happen, there should be joy in our lives. We ought to be happy about something. Happy about what? Happy about that the Word is true. Happy about the fact that God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Now notice this, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy in peace, in believing, through the experience of your faith. Now notice this, that by the power of who? The Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Ghost will get right in the middle of you. The Holy Ghost will help you be full of joy. 
the Holy Ghost will give you peace. Do you know that this kingdom we're in is not a kingdom of being bummed out? No, it's not a kingdom of sorrow. The kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but it is about righteousness and peace and what? Righteousness, peace and what? Where? In the Holy Ghost. Now notice this, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, something is going to abound in your life. There's going to be an overflow. There's going to be an increase of something good happening in your life. That you may bubble over and overflow with what? With hope. Amen. So God wants you to have high hopes. Not wishful thinking. God wants you to have high hopes. Not I sure hope so. God wants you to have high hopes. He wants you to have high expectations. High expectations. In my individual life, I've based... On the word of God, certain things that I have believe I have received. And I'm expecting it to happen. How about you? Does anybody have anything individually in their lives that they're really in faith about? You got a smile on your face. You got peace that passes all understanding. Anybody got any something that you're expecting to happen? How about an increase on the job? How about just a J-O-B to begin with? How about one of your loved ones? Come on, somebody. Coming into the family of God. Serving God with all their spirit, soul, and body. Now I know I'm preaching good now. Keep your hopes high. Keep your expectors high. I'm expecting something good to happen because I know something is true. What do you believe in God for? What are you standing on the word for? We're standing on God's word for increase in this church. I tell you what we're believing God and we're in faith for. We are in faith for the whole earth to be filled with the glory of God. Are you believing that? And the whole earth includes Hayward. And heart of the Bay Christian Center is in Hayward. And if the whole earth is going to be full of the glory of God, I declare that Hayward and heart of the bay is going to be filled with the glory of God. In other words, I'm expecting to see the goodness of God and the glory of God every time we come together. Oh, somebody help me now. I'm expecting increase in your lives. I'm speaking the word of God over you. I am expecting, praise the Lord, increases and promotions and debt being canceled and houses being given and good things to come your way. I am expecting it. Will you expect with me? Will you, will you get happy with me today? Oh, there's some things that God's got for you. If some of you could look down the road five years, it would baffle your mind. Just stay on the right course. Stay walking with God day after day. Don't complicate this. Faith is just simply trusting God. 
You don't need a lot of fancy definitions about faith. All you got to do is put your faith, put your trust in God and get happy that glory to God, your day of manifestation is on the way. Amen. What are you believing God for? What are you trusting him for? I'm trusting him for big things. How about you? Now we know that the devil's a liar. Say it real strong. The devil is a liar. <laughs> you ever watch that show, Meet the Browns? And that one guy that wears all the funny clothes? He says, the devil is a liar. You ever watch that show? It is funny. I get blessed watching those shows. I, I like Medea. That latest show about Medea came out. I think we were the only white people in the whole movie theater. I'm telling you, we had ourselves a time. I mean, the lady next to Brenda was slapping her, and man, it was so, I mean, it was fun. Well, I just dropped by to tell you that the devil is a liar. <laughs> he is a liar. He is a defeated foe. He's under your feet. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The devil's a liar. Don't listen to his lies. Don't believe his lies. Don't dwell on his lies. Don't meditate on his lies. Don't you dare speak his lies. See, he puts the thought in your mind. And he wants you to start speaking it. And entertaining it. So it can get down in here like a seed. No, thank God, he is a defeated foe. What we're doing is we're thinking the thoughts of God. We're dreaming about the goodness of God. We're speaking the word of God. And God's word is a seed that's dropping into our heart. And glory to God, it's coming to pass in our lives. One of his end time plans. Oh my goodness, is it already that time? That's what I'm talking about. Don't get nervous in the service. See, I get a little nervous in the service because I see some of you getting nervous in the service. And I see Brother Brown so-and-so getting a few Z's, you know, and Sister so-and-so looking like this. But you know what? I'm not moved by what I see because I walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Now listen, friends, if we're really going to have a church of increase, if we're going to really have a supernatural church, you've got to give God the time he needs. We're not just talking We're not just talking about three points in a poem. We're talking about the word of the living God, the spirit of the living God moving strong in our midst. And if you want a shorter service, come to the 9 a.m. Really? You want to be out by 10, 15, 10, 20 and beat the Baptist to the buffet? Go right ahead. Come on. We're not putting that down. We love you. Shekah Bahaya. Amen. How'd we get off on that, Lloyd? I just don't know. I crucify that clock in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo. I speak to that mountain of time. All right. But the devil is a liar. And he wants to wear you out. His end time plan for the church is to cause them to get weary. 
And you are in control of whether you're weary or whether you're built up. God's given us the means to stay built up. For heaven's sake, you think of all the word that's on the internet and all the seminars and all the conferences. You just think of the word that's gone forth in the Bay Area for the last 29 years through this struggling, not struggling preacher, but this Holy Ghost preacher. I mean, there's tons of word out there. And it's your choice to rejoice. It's your choice to be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit and the inner man. You don't have to be bummed out. You can be built up. You don't have to be torn down. You can be edified. Amen. You don't have to be cursed. You can be blessed. So you tell him to take his weariness and just flat go back to hell with it. Because that's where weariness comes from. Oh, brother, I'm so weary. Oh, sister, I'm so weary. Okay, you may be, but today's a new day. It's time to get stoked up. It's time to get built up. It's time for many of you to take some of those things off the shelf that you have been believing God for. And because of life's circumstances, it has sort of blinded you from your vision. It's time for you to take that off the shelf and blow it off. Amen. And trust the Holy Spirit and a rushing mighty wind to come back on your life and blow away all the discouragement and blow away all the weariness. And get back in a place, in a posture of simply trusting God. And instead of moaning and groaning and complaining and rehearsing the problems, let's just start talking the answer. Let's just start rejoicing about the truth. Hey, because I know that if you get in the truth and you stay in the truth, the truth will make you free. Hey, friends, and if the sun has set you free, you shall be free indeed. What are you expecting? I shared this in the first service. Our youngest son, James, didn't always live like a king's kid. Amen. And I'm glad he's not here because I'm going to talk about it. He didn't always live like the king's kid. He lived like the devil for for a period of time. Brendan and I, preachers of the gospel, we had a real... Don't you know the devil was lying to us? Well, how can you be in ministry? Sound familiar? How can you be a team leader? How can you... Now, I'll tell you how we can do it. Every day, we walk by faith and not by sight. Because i tell you what we did with James. We stood on the scriptures. We stood on the scriptures and the scripture says, if you train up a child in the way he should go, when he's older, he'll not depart from it. He went through some places he shouldn't have gone through. But the good news is this. He has a mama and a daddy that held the ropes for him, that trusted God for him. And with a confident, favorable expectation, we rejoiced in our midnight hour. We had friends praying for us and praying for him. And I'm thankful for it. But I tell you, when the dust settles, my brothers and sisters, you've got to rejoice in the Lord even when you don't feel like it. You've got to have the joy of God flowing in your life because the joy of the Lord will strengthen you. See, I married the joy lady from Oklahoma. 
And this joy that she has is not an act. This joy that she preaches is not something that's worked up. It's authentic and it has been through the fire of experience. We could tell you some stories that if you had curly hair, it'd straighten it. And if you had straight hair, it would curl it. But we're not going to do that today. Just suffice it to say, in your midnight hour, God has not forgotten you. In your midnight hour, God has not forgot your loved ones. In your midnight hour, God has not lost the recipe for manna. He is still Jehovah Rapha. He is still Jehovah Jireh. He is your God. And if you will trust Him and expect Him to do great things, He'll do it. And there came a day... Where our youngest son made a quality decision to love the Lord his God with all of his heart, with all of his soul, and with all of his mind. And as a proud father in the right way, I'm happy to tell you that he's in Branson, Missouri today, playing guitar, serving in children's church, helping out in healing school. He is a sanctified son of the living God, serving him with all of his might. Amen. And to me, the greatest testimony that Brenda and I have is our sons are serving God. That our daughter-in-laws are serving God. You know, thank God for this building. Thank God for this edifice. Thank God for hundreds of people that come to the Lord and hundreds of people that come to the church. But our greatest testimony is our family is sold out. Amen. And I want to encourage you today, if you have loved ones that have left the fold, that's not the end of the story. The rest of the story is we're going to trust God. We're going to hold on to the ropes. And they're going to come in from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west. What are you trusting Him for? What are you expecting God to do for you today? But pastor, I've lost this and I've lost that. God is a master at causing that which has been lost... And stolen to be restored, yea, even in some cases, sevenfold. God's on the throne. He's got your number. He's got every hair on your head numbered. He knows your address. He's for you. He lives in you. Now with the spirit of trust, give him something to work with. Start speaking to your mountains. Amen. In closing, quickly turn to Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Amen. Somebody shout, hey. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say it with me. The devil is a liar. God's word is truth. See, I get to preaching, lose my notes, and I think that's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Mark eleven twenty three. Look at this with me. He said, Verily I say unto you, what therefore I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain. See, some of your mountains have been getting sassy with you. It's high time you get sassy with your mountains. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. What will he have? He shall have whatsoever he saith. If you are saying what God has said, and you are basing your trust on the written word of God, you have a right to speak to mountains. The Bible says that you are a whosoever. 
And whosoever's in this day, in this hour, can have whatsoever they say that the Holy Spirit is inspiring. They can have whatever they say that the Spirit of faith is on. And mountains will be removed. Children will come back to the Lord. Chronic diseases will melt. AIDS shall dissipate. Cancer shall dissolve. Broken necks, broken backs shall be healed instantly. Why? Because God is on the throne. And you and I, we're going to give him something to work with. Are we not? Let's all stand up and thank God for his word today. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, may every one of us be in a state of expectation. I am fully expecting great things for your people today because we know your word is true. You said what things however we desire when we pray that we are to believe that we receive them and we shall have them. Lord, our part is just to pray and just to believe, just to trust that we receive it. And your part, Lord, is to see to it that we have it. And once we've prayed, we immediately go into joy. We immediately go into expectation, knowing full will that your word is being watched over. You are the great performer. And you're putting on a grand performance in every life. In Jesus' name.